Mifton down. Mifton. Yeah. Mifton Pete. Mifton Pete. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be Mifton Pete. Mift. Don't be Mifton Pete. I'm not a word. I think it's a real world. It's a real world. It's a real one. It's a real one. I don't use it, but it's a real one. Not in your vocab? Down to dunk. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Good morning. Happy Russell Westbrook Day and welcome to episode four. Six. Six. Of down to dunk. You can find us on dailythunder.com dash radio at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Or, of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcast. I am Luke! Joined this morning from home with Taylor! Uh, no. With Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. Matt Taylor. Bamboo. <laughs> you have to give me the opportunity to. Sorry. Uh, Come on, man. I got to know what I'm going to exaggerate on. Bait him into saying my name. Sorry. Guys. Bamboo. <laughs> so the Thunder have won six in a row. I, I, can I ask a question? Yeah. Are the Thunder back? I, I don't know if this Thunder team was ever here. So so are they are they fashionably late? I think they've arrived. They've arrived. When you got Melo and Russ on the team, you can only be fashionably late. Oh my goodness. That's true. That is true. That's why. I think that's why. That's why they have sucked most of this season. How many hats does Melo have? Oh, it's got to be. A thousand. A thousand hats? A thousand. Does he have a thousand hats? What do you think of that green hat? I did. You know what? It's kind of like with Russ now. Like, Melo's been doing these hats for... Because it's the same kind of hat. Yeah. yeah every time. It would, doesn't bother me. Can Whatever. You, can I tell you the truth? Yeah. In my greatest dreams, I could can wear hats like Melo. You know I what? I know I can never. Yeah, we can't. I know. You can't. I disagree. I think you could wear that particular kind of hat. I would love to. I think you could. The other thing that I think about Melo, I bet he only wears each hat one time. Oh, yeah. Well, Russ only wears his his outfits once. I know. So what I'm saying is, Mello, send me a hat. I'll wear it. Yeah, he's got a lot of hats. I would love a hat from Mello. Because I bet, because I have a pretty big head, I bet he does too. I bet his hats fit. Yeah, if you think of like how big, how tall is he? Six, nine? (laughs) Yes. Nice. Taller than six, eight. Nice. Shorter than uh, six, eleven. Nice. 6'10". Also, <laughs> kill your own joke. Ah, oh, dang it. Sorry. Come on. It's because I wanted to say so, to, but shorter than seven feet, but feet are different. Right. Uh, so the, the Thunder <laughs> are currently uh, 14th in offense, which compared Whoa. to like last week, they were like 25th. Yeah, that's week. great. So it's a big jump. Uh, defense, they're third, uh, only behind Boston. In Golden State, so these these take into account everything from this whole season, everything, far, right? The whole season. so them jumping to fourteen means the jump. last like two weeks they've been like a top five. Well, I've got a stat for that too. Yeah, if you'll just hang on. Net rating, they're sixth um, at three. But if you'll take a look at the past ten games for the Thunder, 
on offense, they're sixth at a 110.9. If you look at the last five games, they're the number one offense by a mile, 119.4. The second place team in the last five games is the Timberwolves at 116.8. So they have been on fire. But what what has our defense been in the last five games? Last five games, I mean, they're ninth. 103.7. 103.7. So if you have a 103.7 and a 119, you get the best net rating in the NBA in the yeah, last five easily. games at 15.7. Yeah. They've been incredible. Hey. This has been the hot. They're the hottest team in the NBA Ooh. currently. Ooh. Ooh. Ouch. Ooh. Both in terms of physical attractiveness and basketball ability. Yeah. You've seen Melo's hats. Bunch of hotties. <laughs> Bunch Ooh. of hot. That's a hot yeah, team. Andrew, be, be real. And we're back from Taylor being wildly inappropriate. But the Thunder hot. And it feels good. <laughs> Correct? Hot, hot fire feels good. Hot, hot Correct. fire feels good. So on the season, the Thunder starting lineup, which everybody, when they're struggling, everybody's like, we should change the starting lineup. We need to you know, put Mello to the bench. We need to put Robertson to the bench. Turns out like that group is pretty great. And most of it's because they're so good defensively. But when you have those three... Westbrook, Mello, and Paul George clicking on offense, they're incredible. They're a plus 101 together on the season. What 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 changed? What changed? Honestly, what changed is the way that they're playing. So Russell Westbrook is basically only taking shots in mid-range or at the rim. He's generating a ton of great shots for those other guys. Uh, and then Mello has taken a major backseat. And is willing to just take take spot up shots. He's not taking as many jab steppy mid rangers. He's taking a few, maybe like two per game, uh, but they're not going to him. And this is something that Mello said post game is that he doesn't want them to defer. Uh, he doesn't want Russ to defer to himself or to Paul George. He wants him to be himself, and that's what Russ has been. And he's been incredible. He's shooting like fifty some odd percent from mid-range in the past five games. He's just been crazy on fire. He's, he's the rest of last season, but better. He's the This is the most efficient he's been in his entire career on the offensive end. Do I think it'll carry through the season? Probably not. Um, but I think they've definitely figured something out on the offensive end. And they're already a great defensive team. And these guys are making shots and finding shots they're comfortable with. And Paul George... I guess the arm tightness has subsided. The forearm tightness, man. That's that's, that's a, a tough injury. Whatever that means. Now it's loose. Yeah. Uh, don't you think the thing that's changed the most is just time? I mean, Billy Donovan has been preaching, this is the way we need to play. Yeah. Even at the start of the, the very start of the season, I remember Mello saying, I'm here. I'm here to just be here. You know, I want Russ to be Russ and Paul George to be Paul George and not to defer. He, I mean, he was saying these things mm-hmm. and I think it just takes time to adjust. And this is what it's been. It's been 30 games. It was starting to get to a point to where it was like, this isn't, this isn't the start of the season anymore. This looks kind of strange. And then right when it gets to the edge is when things start clicking and now, and man, they are really snowballing now. I mean, Paul George is in is playing awesome, yeah. just primarily being a defender and then a scorer, and not even really being asked to be much of a uh, distributor or ball handler that much, um, unless yeah. Russ is not on the court. In which case, he's I don't know that he's very good. He hasn't been very good at those things this season. Who? Paul George? Yeah, I think it's just strange for him. It just feels different. He's for him. been 
really sloppy with the basketball. Mm-hmm. And it's been weird. Because I, I thought the same thing. Like, oh, he's going to run some pick and rolls. He's going to be able to run the second unit. Well, that second unit has really sucked Yeah, with him out there. And that's, you know, they fell behind, you know, by 10 against Toronto. While that second unit's out there. And then that the starting lineup comes back out and they just destroy it end up destroying the Raptors, but it's still the the bench situation is still a problem. And I think that it will cause the Thunder to lose some games here in this in this next stretch because they just haven't found a way to generate points. And it was almost better with like the all bench lineups than with Paul George out there. And I don't quite understand it. I don't know if it's just a small sample. Um but for whatever reason, they cannot generate points whenever Paul George is out there with the bench. Yeah. Um, one of the big issues is that they just don't have players that can that are good at creating shot. One, they don't have players that are good at creating their own shot unless you're Raymond Felton. <laughs> and two, they don't have players that are good at creating shots for other people. I mean, they they have Jeremy Grant, who is just a hustle player. And yeah. then when he gets the ball going towards the basket, that ball is not going anywhere else except trying to go up to the basket. You have Patrick Patterson, who's had his struggles, but he's more of a spot-up guy anyway. He always has been. Um, And then you have Hustis. Obviously, he's not going to create his own shot. And you have all these other guys who there's just not – there's really nowhere for the ball to go. You know what I mean? Unless it's Raymond Felton at the end of the shot clock and he has to – I don't know if I agree. I think you could run like a Jeremy Grant, Paul George pick and roll, and then you have – Felton, who's been great from the corners. Patterson, who's great from the corners. And Abrina's out there on the wing. Like, why can't... I just don't understand why they don't do something like that. But, like, Felton, Paul George, and Patterson as a three-man combo are a minus 128 on the season. Wow. It's really bad. Paul George, Jeremy Grant, Patrick Patterson, minus 102 on the season. Paul George, Raymond Felton, Jeremy Grant, minus 84. It's not good. Those are the the worst three man groups. Include Paul George with bench players. It just it hasn't worked, and they played <coughs> that first one. Felton, George, and Patterson have played two hundred and fourteen minutes together. It's not a ton, uh, but it's still enough of a sample to feel like oh, well, this isn't working. But like I don't quite understand why. I don't. I don't think that it has to be this bad. It is strange because Paul George has been on bad teams before and he has been able to still shine through and like he's been able to play with four other bad players on the court before. Yeah, he played with Monte Ellis last year. Well, and he and he just had to do everything on his own. Rodney Stuckey last year. Right. I I woke up thinking about Rodney Stuckey and Will Bynum, by the way. I woke up thinking about Rodney Stuckey. Rodney Stuckey, where is he? Will Bynum. Will Bynum. I literally thought, Will Bynum, is he probably one of those players who's broke now? Yeah. Will Bynum, he's probably running a car dealership somewhere doing just fine. He looks like that, man. He's got to turn like with his shoulders. Like Batman. Will Bynum used to be your favorite player in the NBA. That's Will Bynum was a rock star player. If you go listen to like the first twenty episodes of Down to Dunk, you're going to hear a lot of Will Bynum. A lot of Bynum. Uh, do you remember back then though? Because we were talking about backup point guards a lot, and we were trying to trade for one. Yeah, because Eric Maynard got hurt, something like that. Yeah, and uh, Will Bynum. Will this Bynum. is pre Fisher. That was your guy. 
So the top in the top five three man groups, Andre Robertson is in four of them. I saw him last week in the dollhouse. Oh, you did? Yeah. Was he? But was he with people or by he's himself? With, his family was in town. I think. Oh, okay. He was showing them the sights. You know, Wait, dollhouse new location. New location. Wait, they don't pay us for this. Do you know what the new, <laughs> what the best three man group is? Lay it on me. <laughs> Lay yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Russ. Yeah. Mellow. Yeah. Steve. Nah. Oh. Russ. Yeah. Mellow. Yeah. Robertson. Eh. Russ Mellow, Paul George. Yeah, come on, guys. Oh, okay. I thought you were giving a <laughs> trick question. Yeah. No, I'm not. It's a big it's a big three. It's the okay three. <laughs> it's a big three. Oh, I get it now. Because we were saying they're not the big three because Steve has been so good. But they said, Steve they said, still remains to be very good, by the way. Um, but they, they, yeah. they say, uh-uh. Uh-uh. And I say, we big three. Westbrook, Paul George, and Adams are a plus 106 on the season. Westbrook, Paul George, and Mello are a 144. Wow. That's awesome. They're noisy numbers, but they make me say, what? They make me say, what? How about that Stephen Adams dunk? Surprising. It was shocking. I and thought then, he was too far away. And then, well, he was. It felt like it. And then his celebration, where he is like, Let's rock, let's rock today. Like, yeah, it was. <laughs> raising the roof, rock. Star. Raising the roof, rock, but also with the thumb out, that means love. So he was rocking some love hands. So lo- it kind of looked like the first time that he had ever like like he had thought about <laughs> if I got to celebrate this is how I do it, but it was his first time actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. Know? So it was like I don't know if that was he does not celebrate stuff like that though ever. No, no, no. What does it mean though? More love. I think it means like let's rock love, people. Let's rock this love at the effing stadium, people. Let's rock love. Let's rock love today. Today. Because um, I, I think he did that because Valanchunas was just... He was so... Yeah. That, that is the only reason that he did any of that. That he yes. dunked, that he did the the Rock of Love or what is Rock that? of Love. Rock of Love. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a great show that uh, was. Really, Who else watched Rock was of Love? such a good show. I <laughs> Such a good show. show. He's a fan of Rock of Love, and that's what it was. Yeah. He's doing the Rock of Love <laughs> celebration. That's the only reason any of that happened is because he was so miffed at Valanchunas. Yeah. And it was awesome. What did you think about Russ on the ground with the ball, holding the ball, and Valentinus trying to take the ball from him? He was so mad. He was, Russ was so mad about that. Oh, but so this, mad. this is a reoccurring thing, though. I mean, Valentinus gets on Russ's nerves a lot. Does he? Yeah, this has been an issue. It's been, yeah. in the last, I remember last year it being an issue, There's a question too. later about it, and my, my answer with him is that he's... I, I mean, I don't know if this will be as forgettable because they retaliated in such violent ways. Um, but typically, I feel like he's pretty forgettable. Yeah, he's also one of those players. He could he could even have a good night where he's like, man, Valanchunas put up 20 and 9 and 3 blocks and 3 assists, and you still have no idea what he did on yeah, the court. He could vanish, and the Raptors would be just fine. Right. They'd be fine. I agree. Mm. Hey, you know what else is foin? What? Anthem beers. Yeah, they are fine. I, uh, man. That's a fine beer. That's foin. It's foin. Foin. I keep thinking about, uh, the Festivus beers when we went to, when we had their, uh, live podcast last week, their Festivus beer. Yeah. Was good. I'm going to swing by after work today, grab one of the bottles from, uh, a local, a local, uh, store. 
Well, they ran out. No. When we were there that night. Well, they shipped them out to some stores. I know, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can, you can go by your local liquor store and yeah. get yourself a bottle of Festivus. It's very good. It's, it's a Belgium strong ale with holiday spices aged in bourbon barrels. Yeah. It tastes very apple Yeah. It's very good. I like that. I like it, too. It was good. Go get yourself some. Go to the tap room, too. The tap room is so cool. Thanks for those that came out to uh, see us at the tap room the other night. Yes, uh, we great. appreciated it. It was it was a fun night. There was people were people were all in on the Festivus, uh, as they should be. Beer. It was it was good. If you haven't if you haven't tried one of their beers that has been aged in a different type of barrel, you really owe it to yourself to try it because it is unlike any beer you've ever had. It's good. It's oh, it's real it. good. It's real good. So this is your perfect chance. Run out. If you're in Oklahoma, get a Festivus. Call you might call before you go to the, your local <laughs> store. Make sure they and if they it. don't have it, tell them get it, get yeah. it. And no, I bet they can get it. All right, guys. <laughs> I bet they can get it. Oh, I bet they can get it. Um, let's rock, rock some TQs. Let's do it. Hey, before we rock TQs, do you guys want to predict the record of the next four games for the Thunder? Sure. Who do we play? So they play Milwaukee tonight <clears throat> at home. They play Dallas on Sunday, New Year's Eve, at home. <clears throat> then they go to L.A., back-to-back. Lakers on the third, Clippers on the fourth. Oh, man. They're not losing New Year's Eve. I don't think they're going to lose in L.A. either. I th- I'm going 4-0. I'm going 4-0, too. Going 4-0, too. Yeah! Yeah. I think they're... They they could lose one of those games in L.A., though. Last night, Milwaukee played, and they had to come back to win that game. They had to play very, very hard in the yeah, second half Giannis to come back Giannis played and win 40 that. minutes last night. Yeah, so that's great news for tonight. That's <laughs> great news for tonight. They were down 20 and came back and won. It's a big it's a big win for the uh for the J kids. Um also Thunder fans, if you guys have felt like your season has been like if you think you have hated Billy Donovan, there are fans who hate their coach more and that is the Milwaukee fans. Yeah. They hate Jason Kidd. They're miserable. I have not heard more coach hate from like a strange like from not a big city team <laughs> in a long time. Everyone is talking about how much they hate Jason Kidd and all the confusing things he does. You, I mean, if you'll dig deep into any fan base, unless it's like the Warriors, and even you'll see this from the Rockets right now, there's just like a a certain dissatisfaction with an imperfect NBA team. Yeah. And everybody wants their team to be perfect, and really none of them are. There's only one that is perfect, and his name is Steve Kerr. Christ. Boo. Actually, there's a lot of people have a lot of gripes with Steve Kerr. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, but the Milwaukee thing has been very funny. Yeah, well, it's also like bled into the national media, right? Like some of the stupid things that he's done. Yeah, like DeAndre Liggins is playing. I used to, I used to like him until he smashed his girlfriend with his Xbox. Yep, man, that was like that sounds cool, man. It was not, not cool of him for him to do that. Not cool at all, DeAndre. I liked him though. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do some teaks. Do you think he lost his saves for all his games? 
Do what? Lost all the saves to his <laughs> saves. I think it was an original Xbox. Lost all his saves. Oh, man. If it was, then he should have gone to jail because that thing is like 50 Oh, uh, maybe 360. Maybe 360. All right. All right. Well, it's wrong. Hopefully. It's say, wrong all around. Let's, let's just say. make a point. The, the yeah. Dog Dog podcast is against violence, any kind of violence against women. Uh, any kind of violence. I'm glad we said that. <laughs> okay. You're great. Twitter questions. Now, hey. our first <laughs> Twitter question comes from at R. Warren Beck, who says, We all know Billy D is a prolific and sometimes annoying rotation experimenter. But it seems like Houston is now the preferred backup wing over Abrinas. Is this a long-term slash permanent trend or just more experimentation? I I don't trust that it's going to last. Experimentation. I do think that Houston is establishing himself as a guy, as a role player. Does it make you mad we didn't pick up his option? No, I mean, I still understand it. Um, Okay. Because ultimately, I mean, I don't. I don't know if Josh Houston, what kind of offers Josh will get on the open market, and he may come back for the minimum anyways to OKC. Um, yeah, I still, I mean, I, I get it just because they are anticipating bringing back Paul George and Mello, and the tax bill is just going to be crazy. And so if you have to let a Josh Houston go, you can go find some, you can go find somebody that can do what Josh does. Um so yeah, I don't I don't know. I like him a lot as a person and as a basketball player and I wish I hope that he'll be around for a long time. Um but he's like your ninth guy. Like you can go get ninth guys. You can go find a guy that's in Europe right now and make him your ninth guy. Like you, I'm not I'm So not what number is Abrinas? Well, I mean, Alex Abrinas is definitely higher in like on like the Thunder Totem pole. Um I guess is it good? Or, is it better to be higher or lower? Higher on a totem pole. Hmm, interesting. I think it's better to be higher on a totem pole. Okay, so he's higher, or is it better to be lower? I don't know. I, honestly, I, you're, I you're think higher. you're having the same thoughts that I had just like <laughs> five seconds ago. Like, I really is it, don't know. Is it better to climb to the top? I think or it's, to be strong enough to okay. hold everyone. I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's better to be higher on the totem pole. I think you want to be high on the. Yeah, totem you want to be high on the totem pole. Abrinas is still higher on the totem pole than Houston probably will ever be. I think they have more invested in Abrinas. He's got such a modern skill set, uh, but he he is in a rut right now. He was off. He's been awful. He's been getting like five or six minute spurts here in the last few games, and he has like no rhythm. He is awful on the defensive end. He is not hitting shots. He's really not even getting any shots. I'm I'm kind of interested to see how many shots he's even taken. Over the last few games. Uh, They don't need his shooting as bad whenever the big three are hitting their shots. Um, But I I mean, a lot of people are like, let's trade him, you know, for, you know, whatever blah role player. Like, no, they're not. They're going to if they trade him, they're going to trade him for something that holds way more value than just like a ninth guy. Um, Because he's he's young. He's 24 years old. He's a great shooter. 
Uh, he needs to learn to defend. I wish they would just play him just more so that he could have more experience. I know people are like, well, he's been terrible. Yeah, I, I get it, but uh, he just hadn't played a whole lot. So, like, in Toronto, he played six minutes. He took zero shots. Against Houston, he played two minutes, 55 seconds, took zero shots. Against Utah, um, he took three shots. Zero shots against Atlanta, four. He hadn't taken a lot of shots until we get to Indiana. Like, I just, and that was on December 13th. He took eight shots. Like, I don't, like, if you're going to, if you're going to use Abrinas the right way, like, you have to get him shots. You have to figure out a way for him to generate points. And when he's, when he plays five or six minutes and he gets no shots and he, all he has to do is defend, yeah, he's going to look horrible. Yeah. I didn't think that Abrinas, before he started um, rot- uh, started being out of the rotation here lately, I didn't think he was playing that badly before. Like when he would get 8 to 10 shots a game, when he was getting 11 well, shots a game. that's when he game, started he in place pretty- of Robertson. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was playing pretty well. Yeah. And I'm sure – I mean Billy knows this. I'm sure Billy's not like, well, I don't know. Why can't he play five minutes a game or something like – you know, this is what he does. So I'm not worried about – Abrinas being out of the rotation, I think this is totally just what Billy does all the time. Here, I'm picking this player to have more minutes for yeah. the next two weeks. I think some of it's matchups, too. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Houston is not a team that Alex Abrinas can play a lot no. against no. because of their perimeter guys. Toronto, kind of, in the same way. Uh, but Houston, for sure. Like I understand playing Houston instead. And I kind of I liked those like basically all wing lineups that Donovan was putting out there against Houston, whereas Russ with like Robertson and uh, Jeremy Grant and Houston and Paul George, like that's like super switchy wingy lineup. It's great. It was great. I like it. That Houston game was so great, man. It, it, it felt good. <laughs> it felt so. It felt good because it wasn't. It wasn't one of those games where it was like, well, Harden was hurt. I mean, I know Chris Paul was hurt. But Houston has been really good without Chris Paul. Houston is until not, recently, yeah, until recently. Yeah. But Houston is not a Chris Paul team. Yeah, you know, like Chris Paul being out, Houston can still beat anyone. So that felt so solid, and the game yeah. just felt. I mean, the third quarter was pretty good. Fourth quarter was good. It was just solid all the way around. Yeah, uh, Toronto game one of the best wins for the Thunder in, uh, this season. Probably. What are like the top wins this season? Uh, Golden State. Golden State, Milwaukee. When Milwaukee was hot. When Milwaukee was good. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the first time that Giannis had been shut down all season. Yeah. Uh, The Rockets for sure. Yeah. I know the Raptors have been really good, but I'm just never going to think that the Raptors are are a legitimate team. Yeah. They're... Yeah, when the Raptors come to town, it has a different feel than when the Warriors yeah. or the, yeah. I don't know, I'm trying to think of it, like the Cavs. Right. The Cavs haven't been playing as well as the Raptors this season, but if the Thunder beat the Cavs, it would feel better than it would to beat the Raptors. Right. It doesn't, like, do you do you think more now because of how the Raptors have played this season, <laughs> oh man, the Raptors could really give it to the Cavs in the playoffs? No. No. I don't either. It doesn't change anything. It's still, I mean, still, I think, I can see them giving issues, being an issue with the Celtics for some reason. I don't know why, um, but I still don't consider them to be a top team. So the Raptors on the season are third in net rating. 
The Dream, yeah. and they're one of the only. I think there's just a, a few teams, a handful of teams that are in the top ten in offense and defense. They're fourth in offense, and they're sixth in defense. Oh, I know. Everyone in national media has been talking about them. They're great. They've been really good, but it's still. I still don't for the thunder, trust them. The, for the Thunder to destroy them like that. That's a big deal. That's a big. It's a big deal. And if the Thunder can roll Milwaukee tonight. I know it's, it's on a second night of a back-to-back, but anytime anybody likes to put those qualifiers on this Thunder team, I'll just say Brooklyn Nets in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Orlando Magic. The Mavericks. Kings. The Kings. All those happened. Yep. Stop. Stop. We're hot now. <laughs> I'm Stop. Just, I'm just Stop. saying. Like, Stop. We're hot. People love to put qualifiers on things, and I'm just like, you know what? I don't care. If the Thunder destroy a team, that's something that they haven't been able to do a lot this season. And that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It is from at OKC, who says, As much as it sucks seeing OG thrive with Raptors, how good do you think Ferguson can get in the next two or three years? Who is a realistic player in the league he should watch and imitate his game after? Ideally, a Josh Richardson type player, right? Yeah, I... I... (laughs) Josh Richardson is a good comp because he's also skinny and is a wing. He's kind of a three and D type wing. Uh, Ferguson's his biggest thing is that he's just so slight and he hasn't shown a lot of floor game. Like you have a guy like Will Barton, who's like a super skinny dude, but he's got like great dribble drive game. He can create his own shot. I, uh, and, you know, I haven't watched enough of Ferguson to say that he is not capable of doing that. And that's something he can definitely develop. He's 19 years old. Uh, but I haven't seen that. That's not really his game. He's more of like a role-playing type guy. That's that's what he was last year in Australia. And he's projects to be that with this team for sure. Uh, but if he can be a guy that can come off the bench and not fold defensively, shoot threes, maybe create a little bit, I think that's what the Thunder are kind of looking for. He's 6'7". Like, he's a tall dude. He can play. He's basically just a two, though, because of his size. I don't think he can, unless he, like, goes roid raging. I don't think that yeah. he can play the three. But to have a backup, and that's where he and Abrinas are, I don't know. Like, I, I still, I don't understand the pick in a lot of ways. And one of them is, man, like, you have Alex Abrinas already. Like, you have this wing that's skinny and can really shoot it. Uh, not a great defender. And I feel like Ferguson projects to be a similar type of guy that's never going to be a great defender that, you know, can shoot it, and that's about it. Right now on defense, when he's out there, he is just so lost. And that's just fine because he's a rookie. Uh, but it's hard for me to project him as a great defender just because of his his body like he's just too skinny and so i think like an alex abrinas is pretty good if he could be josh richardson that would be huge for this team but josh richardson even since he came into the league has has shown the ability to take people off the dribble yeah and has shown the ability to run a pick and roll every now and then when he needs to and will barton of course his whole thing is taking people off the dribble and getting to the rack i mean that's his thing uh, we haven't seen any of that from Terrence Ferguson. Not that we've had a lot of opportunity to see if any of that is even there, but from what we know, we have no reason to suspect he would be like that. Yeah. You know, 
And Josh Richardson earned big minutes really quickly uh, in the league. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And he was also on a Miami team that was looking for guys right. to play. Where right. the Thunder team, they pretty much have their guys. They've tried Terrence a few times. Um, it's really hard to project yeah. him, to be honest. He's playing for the Blue right now. Uh, they'll probably call him back up again for the Thunder game tonight. He'll be on the bench and be available for garbage time. Uh, I don't. It, it's hard. It's hard to say, but I don't know if like a player. If I have a player comp um, for him, I do. Bismack Biombo. I think he's going to project <laughs> to be Bismack Biombo. I, I think that Abrinas is like not terribly far off from like yeah. what they would ideally want from him. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. He's he's a He's going to be fine, I guess. I don't know. I still don't like the pick. I still think they should have taken OG. I think he's got a weird forehead. Terrence? Yeah. Okay. Sticks out. That yeah, does a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just think they made the wrong pick still. You know how babies' heads, they their foreheads always stick out? He still has like a baby like head. Like a newborn but, baby? Yeah. Well, like a ba- like a baby. Like their their foreheads are like really yeah. prevalent. Huh. Where do babies come from? Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It's where do babies come from? <laughs> no, it's from at how are babies made? Red Sox Rebert, who wants to know, would you still trade Steve for the boogie? Uh, no. No. I think that whenever I did want to trade him for the boogie was when it, he was still with the Kings and the Thunder just had the Russ, Oladipo, Sabonis team. Did we say earlier this year that we would trade Steve for Boogie? I don't know that I, I if I did, I was a big idiot that day. Cause he would not be great for this team. I think no. I think that it would that their ceiling would be higher, but their floor would be lower with him. I think because he's not the defender, not even close to the defender. But offensively, uh they'd be pretty unstoppable. But you have to get him touches and like what does that even look like with this team? Uh, I think it's a terrible fit. I don't know that Boogie would be very happy here because he's not going to get, you know, 20 touches a game. He's going to get, like, 12. Um, Steven Adams is perfect for this team in so many ways. Like, personality-wise, like, he and Russ get along very well. Uh, he's He doesn't care how many shots he gets. He's a great defender. Uh, he's a crazy athlete. He's a guy that's got a crazy touch around the rim. Uh, that floater is like nearly automatic. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember the last time I saw him miss one of those. Like he's he's been so good, and just that attitude and the defender he is. There's just there are very few guys that I would trade Stephen Adams for as far as like center wise and and fit for this team. Because what we're not saying is that we would rank Steve ahead of Boogie if we were just ranking out players. Yeah, because I, we would all say Boogie is a better overall player. Mm-hmm. But what but he would not be better for this team than Steve is for this team. Yeah, agreed. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Rambo0427, who says, I feel like the Thunder are still a two-way shooting guard away from having a chance to stay with Golden State and Houston in a playoff series. Do you agree, and do you see any chance to pick one up, given our lack of depth, to pull off a trade? He doesn't want to get rid of Andre. Everyone everyone is a two-way two away from being much better. <laughs> Literally everyone. There's like three of them in the league. Yeah, we talked about we yes. talked about this a little bit. Yes. Um 
if if they so in in pl- in place of a guy like Abrinas, who I don't know how much he'll play in the playoffs, if you could have a guy like a Garrett Temple come off the bench, there's been people suggesting like trade Abrinas for him. Like no way, like absolutely not. Like Garrett Temple is he's a fine player, but he's a guy that you're not going to trade like a good asset like Alex Abrinas for. Mm-hmm. Like the Kings would do that in a heartbeat, and. It might help the Thunder like a little bit, but it's not a. I mean, that would be an awful trade, in my opinion. But you could, I mean, if you could do Temple for Singler and Jeremy Grant, like I might do that, because um, Jeremy Grant's probably going to be gone after this season, anyways. You can play Patrick Patterson more. Uh, maybe you can find a center on the buyout market or something like that and bring them in to be your backup five, and then you have. You know, and, I, and honestly, I don't know why the Kings would do that, though. Yeah, um, it's it's tough. I think it is going to be tough to find that guy. I think that the Thunder are going to really try to get another guy in the trade market and <clears throat> see what they can make happen. But I, I also think they're going to be looking at the at buyout guys I'm at the so, end of the season. I'm I'm done with Jeremy Grant. I'm glad I can finally say that. Because yeah. I didn't like him coming in, and then he was too good for me to not like. He's been good, though. In this- but not in a way that you want him to be good. He's okay. been <laughs> so he's been terrible as a spot-up shooter. Yeah. Awful. He's been not good at <laughs> moving the ball. I mean, he's not been a good passer. When he gets well, it, yeah. he's been a black hole. He's been fine. He can score. He gets to the free throw line. He's, been, he's gotten blocks. I would, wouldn't, I would rather have... Husus give Husus all of his minutes, yeah. just because of role and fit and how he plays, but he plays offensively. Center. But he plays center. That's Jeremy Grant, yeah, he's not playing the three. with that second unit. Yeah, he's not playing the three. But why couldn't you do? Why couldn't you do Husus and Patterson are your two bigs? I mean, I guess you could. Husus has shown Husus has shown the ability to get to block. Would you shots rather, just as much as more rather, so than Jeremy Grant? More so, I think so. He's had bigger blocks than Jeremy Grant, man. I think you're going to have a big pushback. Hey, if you guys want to push back. <laughs> People Tayshon love Jeremy Grant this Appleby. year. It's such a weird year to I don't, love him. Uh, he's had he's had a, a lot of blocks this season. Let me Okay, I'm okay. going to I'm going to look up the Well, he's, for he's you. also played way more than Houston, so you can't just compare blocks. Yeah, actually numbers. Block rate. Okay, block number. rate. Let me see. It. <laughs> I think Houston has a better block rate. Um Yeah, would you rather play uh Dakari or Jeremy Grant at backup center? This is the uh, real test. I mean, if I have to choose between those two, I'll probably choose Jeremy Grant. Great. Welcome to the team. No. Welcome to the real team. That doesn't work. No, you don't have to choose between those two. Yes, I'm you saying do. you could do Patrick Patterson and, and Houston says you're two bigs and then run a guard, Felton, and Paul George or whoever else. You know who has the um, highest block percentage on the team? Who? Dakari. Really? Yeah. 5.1%. And you know what? You are right. 4.2% for Jeremy Grant, 4.7 for Houston. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Welcome to my, welcome to my team, Andrew. All right. You get I'm to on say, your team. Taylor, now you can say anything you want. <laughs> Tell what you want to talk about for the next 15 seconds. Oh, no. Uh, uh, I saw Star Wars. Okay, that's it. Let's give some that spoilers. wasn't 15 seconds. Our next Twitter question is I can't believe from, Leia. Come on, man. 
from at Thunder Fans YT. That was a dumb part of the movie. Come on, guys, stop. The layup part. Guys, stop. Yeah, I didn't even get it. That was my least least favorite part. But I don't even understand how that was possible because of the force. Let's go on. It's so stupid. All right. (laughs) It makes no sense. All right. Our next Twitter question comes from at Thunder Fans YT. Wants to know how much would you pay for a one-on-one with Presty for thirty minutes? You can talk or ask him about anything. Would you pay real money for that? I pay thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, if it was offered to me, cent- I'd take it. Ten I'd cents a minute, it. like a, like an old phone call. <laughs> yeah, dial, you know, whatever. Okay, if I could get 10, it all, 10, 20, if I could ask $3. him, if I could ask him whatever, and he'd have to answer on the record. Or I could do a podcast with him. Ooh. And he would have to answer whatever question that I had for him. I would pay quite a bit for that. Well, give me what? a number. I'd pay $1,000 to do that. Which is nothing money to him. That's a nothing burger. <laughs> it's a nothing. It's a nothing I can't, burger. I can't supply anything more than a nothing burger to him, though. I know. So we have to pull money. You'd have to start like a Kickstarter. We're going to do a Kickstarter. Fans. How much would it take, though? Well, Percy would never do it anyways. No, he like, wouldn't. He just, do it wouldn't anyway. he just wouldn't do what it. What if we offered him a million dollars, though? Same Percy. He wouldn't do it. He still it, wouldn't. It's do not it. worth it to him. Because he'd be jeopardizing his career. I don't. <laughs> Doing a. T- if he had to answer every question you asked him 100% honestly, he would jeopardize his career. Because I think we would learn things we wish we didn't know. About decisions he's made. Yeah. You know? I ask him a lot of draft questions. Mm. You, right. like, wouldn't ask him about Harden, though? It's like, I'll give you a million dollars. I won't ask you about Harden. Will you do it? Yes. Give me the tell-all. I mean, how interesting would it be to have a podcast of, give me the tell-all of the James Harden trade? Give me, break it down for me, step-by-step, you know, step, how it happened, how the negotiations went, what his agent said, what James said, what you said, like, how it all happened. Like, un, just... Give it, give it, to, give it all to us. I would love, I would love to hear that. Even if it ended up being something that made me sad, I you still would love to hear it. I want to know. You want to know because everybody has their theories. Is that the greatest thunder mystery? I mean, I know we don't believe it's a mystery, but is it the greatest thunder mystery? It's a big mystery for sure because it has shaped the league as we know it. Yeah, the entire league. That's our biggest what if or got, what like, happened? What what so? Like, I want to know, did you really call Golden State and ask for Clay Thompson? And yeah. what did they say? And, like, what would have ta- what would it have taken to get him? And, like, how do you reg- what, what regrets do you have about the trade that you made? And stuff like that. I can know the Thunder wouldn't have Steve and wouldn't have had Jeremy Lamb on the bench for a little Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't have Ken- Kevin Martin for that year. <laughs> Kevin Martin was great for the Thunder that year. Until the playoffs... Until Westbrook went Until out. Westbrook got hurt, I know. That's, and then it was I that still, second round series. I still think that team would have won the title if Westbrook didn't get hurt. I agree. Oh, that hurts. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. And who has the most blocks this season on the team? Who? Steve, probably. Nope. Paul George. Nope. Who? Jeremy. Tied with another person. Who's that other person? Go. Houston. No. Steve. No. Dakari. No. Russ. No. Your mama. Oh! Yeah! Damn. You just got dumped on. Andre. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Our next Twitter question comes from at Trey Witzel. He says he'd rather have Andre Robertson over 
Marcus Smart, a great defender who knows he can't shoot, versus a good defender who doesn't know he can't shoot? What are your thoughts? I don't know. I like Marcus Smart a whole lot. And the biggest thing that, like, the big difference between them two, I think the shooting is one. But Smart can handle the ball and get to the rim. Exactly. That's the biggest difference. Yeah. And he's a pretty good passer. Yes. And he can get hot. And he has... He won them a playoff game last year. He has uber confidence, no matter what. And that's a big difference. Like when he's talking to his Uber driver, like confidence, it's... No, like when he gets in a lift car, he has uber confidence. He's like, man, this is better. This place sucks, (laughs) man. Why are you driving I hate this car. (laughs) Yeah, he's... Pro-sexual harassment, Uber. For anyone who doesn't know, I'm not saying I'm pro-sexual harassment. Uber's gotten in a lot of trouble with sexual harassment this year. Okay, I I do like Andre a lot. (laughs) But after watching last night's game against the Rockets, it's hard. Hold your mic away from the... (laughs) Cookies. I need to take Um, a picture, I feel like. Uh, After watching the Rockets-Celtics last night, it's hard for me to... It's hard for me to not want Marcus Smart over him. I think Marcus Smart. What an amazing ending to a game. Okay, would you rather have Russ, Marcus, Paul George? You would rather have Marcus Smart with Russell Westbrook than Robertson, wouldn't you? I think you just... Think of it. I think you'd just rather have him, period. I think so, too. I think he's better. And Dre's been great. Like, I don't want to diminish what he has done and the kind of role that he's played. Um... I need to look and see what Marcus Smart shooting from three. But I do, I think having guys like Dre and Steve in the starting lineup really helps everything work. Because you don't have to get either of them shots, but they can both finish around the rim. I think Dre is now in a position where he is moving the ball quickly or he's hanging around the rim ready in that dunker spot. And so, like, it's kind of a perfect mix. Smart definitely brings something more to the table, and I think that he'd be good as like a sixth man kind of guy that can come in, be a change of pace defensive player. He can score sometimes. Um, he is a good passer. I mean, he's he can be a facilitator when they need him to be, and he's sh- yeah, and he has had to be that. Yeah, he it the shooting is tough because mm-hmm. he. He's shooting 30% from three. He's a career 29% from three. And he takes four and a half a game. I'll tell you what, that's still better than Robertson. But Robertson's not taking any. Not now. Right. When when you watch Mark, when you watch a Celtics game and Marcus Smart catches a pass beyond three and takes a shot, do you feel bad about it? Yeah. Do you feel like that was a bad end of that play? <laughs> yeah, pretty you much. You do? It's not good. It's not good. No, it's not good. In the same way that you feel when when Robertson gets the ball outside the three and takes a shot. Well, you know, and he's not doing it though. Like this, not ver- now. We're talking, about, this, I mean, we're we're talking, talking about, about like the last five games. How long has it been since he's taken a three? This version of Robertson. It's this actually- version of Robertson, I love it. I love him. I love him. Okay, I love him. I don't care what you say. <laughs> he. The, the the thing that's changed the most is that he's making quick decisions with the basketball. Yeah. He is, once he gets it, he either knows where he's going to throw it or he throws it right back to the person that gave it to him and he does it quickly. And that is helping the offense so, so much because it used to be he'd catch it and he'd just stand there. And you could hear, you could hear through the TV him thinking, 
and it was really bad. <laughs> you can. Uh, but now he's he's just not doing that, and it's it's been a big big difference maker. He's making quick decisives. We're not calling them decisions anymore. We're calling them decisives. I don't understand your joke. Yo, great decisive, my man. <laughs> hey, man, this is my man. He's got the greatest decisives. I don't understand your <laughs> jokes. The last three that he took. You can always trust my mans. He's got good decisives. December 15th, he took one. <laughs> the last time he took more than one three was December 1st. He took two. Wow, that's been a while. The last time he made a three. You have to go back even further. Uh, November 24th, he made two threes against Detroit. And wow, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yo, this is my man. He's got great <laughs> decisives. Yo, yo, everyone listen to my man. He's got the best decisives around. <laughs> I don't understand your jokes. He makes the best deci- It's not makes the best decisives. He's got the best decisives. He's got the best decisives. It sounds like the name of a tooth. Deci- what is that tooth called? Incisor? Incisor. Incisor, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a, a cavity in my decisive. <laughs> Ow! Ow, my decisive. I didn't have my decisive pulled the other day. You got bad decisives. Yeah. Okay, guys. Next sort of question comes from at T Jedi Master. It says, who are your top five NBA villains versus OKC? Will Valanchunas make the list after the incident yesterday? On a side note, he loved how Steve exacted revenge with that massive poster. Massive poster. <laughs> I feel like we have to, we rehash this maybe like every December, every year. We do. Kevin Durant, number one. Yep. Draymond Green, number two. Yep. Reggie Jackson, number three. Yep. Number four. Is a new candidate, but it involves one that has been here for a while. The Ringer. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm I'm in on that. All of the Ringer is number four, and then in, and Bill Simmons was like the person that we had there last time. But it's just the whole like he's got everybody on board. You know, Thunder hate train. And yeah, it's all- weird. I can't listen to their NBA segments anymore. Yeah. One, because basically everyone they have for the NBA is bad and not yeah. listenable. Like, they're good. They're not even that good at writing articles. When I read <laughs> Haley O'Shaughnessy, it's like, what is funny or fun or, like, interesting about this at all? Nothing. Paolo Ugetti, nothing. There's, yeah. It's, like, really stale, like, a college kid. It, I feel like I'm reading a college student in journalism school trying to, like, learn how to write good articles. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And, like, they're pulling stats from other people's good articles. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Kevin O'Connor is really smart, and he watches a lot of games, and you can tell. But the dude is unlistenable. He kills me. And his personality on Twitter is terrible. Oh. Like... It's like he I cringe. He's so cringy. He's very cringy. And when he replies to other writers and stuff, it's so cringy all the time. Yeah. His person their personalities are awful. Shay Serrano, great. Yeah. Network, great. But those two don't do I wouldn't say that they're NBA people at the ringer. They write they have they write whatever they want, basically. Yeah. Um I don't know. Bill Simmons has been bad. His top twenty five with Joe House was awful. Bill just I I don't know. I like overall 
who probably wouldn't be doing a podcast if it wasn't for Bill Simmons. Right. Um, and like everything about like the current state of like the NBA and sports media has been shaped by what Bill Simmons has done. But he he's not covering the game like he used to. No. Like he used to really watch a ton of games. Like now he just basically watched Celtics games. Like he's just a Celtics fan and has a Celtics fan site called The Ringer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been very good. Like one of the most influential guys of maybe the most influential guy, you know, of this past you know, two decades on this industry. He's he's been he's been great, but he also I can't listen to any of his shows. I can I will listen to his shows. I really like his interviews. I just don't like his NBA yeah. stuff anymore. I love when he interviews people. Uh, Justin Verrier is an NBA guy for the Ringer. Sucks. He's so <laughs> anti mellow. Like he hates mellow, and that's like his thing. That's his shtick. That's his thing. Is he hates mellow a lot? Yeah. But it comes out when he's in seri- when he's having serious, like analytical conversations about things. Yeah, it's it, like he was the one that said people never change. Yeah, and like and he just hates. Was, it, I was just like, all right, I'm out on this dude. Yeah, like, he's just an idiot. He's an he sucks. Their ringers, oh my god, their podcasts, their NBA podcasts are so disappointing. Yeah, they're so lifeless, especially when you can compare them to what Grantland had, which was so was great. interesting and fun and smart. And like that is not what the ringer has been. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who's number five? Is I, it I Harden? Know. I know. I know. I know. Do we hate the, Harden the, as much as we used to? No, no, no. we like him. Okay, the the storm chaser, the main oh, storm chaser. Yes. Oh, that's who it is. That's a good call. He's the worst. He's definitely an enemy. He makes every game worse for every person in the stadium. Let me ask you this: You know, like one of the very first uh, Power Rangers episodes when there's a really big pig monster that's basically a pig head yeah. with arms, and he had and he had a, like a a Trojan helmet. Yeah. Hat. Did he have hair sticking out? On the sides like that? Do uh, I remember that correctly? I don't, he had a big red thing. Okay, and that's all it was. Anyway, I was going to try to compare him to that Storm Chaser. <laughs> I'm going to try to find a picture of it right now. <laughs> it's great. It's a great Power Ranger villain. Top yeah. Five, top five Power Ranger villain, I'd say. Oh, yeah, man. Keep going. Um, oh, uh, about Power Rangers? Yeah. I listened to this uh, podcast about the guy. Uh, what's his name? Saban? Ivan Ooze. Ivan Ooze. No. Rita Revolta. Uh, this no. is Lord Zed. It's no. just his ears. It's just his ears. Oh, his ears. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. He has a big fork and knife. That what's his what's his name? Such a Pudgy dis- Pig, yeah. Pudgy Pig. Such a disgusting looking thing. It was dis- <laughs> I remember being just disgusted when <laughs> I was vaulted. Well, you know the, do you know the story on like how they made the Power Rangers TV show? It's all yes. redubbed uh like a Japanese TV show that was just yeah, yeah. from like the eighties. So it's like when we got it, this is like ten years, fifteen years removed from when that episode actually was made. Yeah, my brother in law was telling me that story. It just blew my mind. It blew my mind. That's what I was going to say. I was listening to a podcast about that guy Seban or whatever his name is that brought it over. He was in Japan. He bought the show. Yeah. It took like ten years for anyone here to buy it, and then it just blew up. Fox got it. Yeah, and it like blew up. They yeah. just re- they just shot all the teens around Angel Grove, and, and talking to Alpha Five. And, and <laughs> right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's it so is. weird. Yeah. Um, all right, next question. <laughs> all right, um, the next question comes from at Shannon Z Ward, who says, "How many Dion Waiters heat the city jerseys 
Will we be purchasing? Oh, my I really goodness. want one. Oh, I want one They're so bad. They're so cool looking. They are really cool. It's the best of the city jersey. Yeah. I'd love a jersey of that with Dion on the back. Ooh, yeah. Just, just go for a full jersey. I know, but I feel like I could get more use out of a jersey. A jersey? Yeah. Shirtsy? A shirtsy? Is it shirtsy or is it shirtsy? I don't know that either of them are real. I think it's shirtsy. A shirtsy to you, sir. I think ah, it's shirtsy. Shirtsy to uh, you, sir. Oh, I gotta take a shirtsy. <laughs> <laughs> I took a big shirtsy this morning. I'm from New Shirtsy. <laughs> no! Hey, forget about it! Oh, I thought I'm you. From new <laughs> I'm from New Shirtsy. I'm from New Shirtsy! Forget about Forget it. Forget about shoitsies. <laughs> All right, go back home and shoitsies. Uh, guys, we, we're kind of running out of time. I actually only have one last question because I got to get out of here. Okay. And that question is Are you miffed? And are you peeved? Hey, you got to tell some people about ooh, some things before we ooh, tell before about we our mifters. We should talk about Oklahoma Shirt Company and their shirt of the month. We're about to start. We're about to start 2018, and no better time to start the Shirt of the Month Club. You get an introductory shirt just for starting January 1. They're going to ship out their January shirt, and you'll have shirts all year long for $10 a month. It's a great deal. Um, I highly encourage you to do it. If you've been you know, in Oklahoma, uh, I guarantee you've seen these shirts around, people wearing them because they're very popular, and... If you're outside of Oklahoma, show some Oklahoma love. Gotta show the love. Show the love. <laughs> Gotta show the $10 love. Ten dollars a month. Rock of love. <laughs> That's an easy way to do it. So, and then if you have uh, any T-shirt or other apparel needs, they can custom make shirts for you, and uh, they're great at that too. They they got what you need. They're just great. They're Go check great. out OklahomaShirtCompany.com. dot com. And uh, yeah, tell them we sent you, and uh, they'll they'll treat you right. They're they're nice people. Now, guys, how are you miffed? How are you peeved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. I'm miffed. Okay. <sighs> New Year's Eve is the worst holiday of all holidays. Tell me why? It's no fun. You you build it up. Yeah. To be like, oh, it's got to be so much fun. It's got to be so much fun. Yeah. And it's there's never. A lot of, there's a lot of pressure it's around it. so much pressure, and it's never any fun. It always sucks. It is a, di- it is a disappointing It's holiday. the worst. We're talking about New Year's Eve? Yeah. yeah. It sucks. It's the worst. It sucks. This you know is the what? first holiday we agree on. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you know what? It's going to be so freaking cold. Oh, frigid. Brr. Oh, frick no. It really is. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, it's cold and it's it, it snowed. I guess in like uh, south of here a little bit. Oh, really? It didn't snow where I was. Awesome <laughs> snow. A high of twenty one on Sunday. That. A low of six. Wear your shirtsies. Don't yo, wear your shirtsies. Yo, double up on the shirtsies. <laughs> wear two shirtsies. And then the actual hall, which. Like New Year's Eve is like more of the holiday, but then like New oh, Year's yeah. Day is supposed to be a holiday. New Year's Day is not a holiday. New Year's Day is football day. Nineteen. Nineteen is the high. That sucks. That's not cool. Not cool weather. I really That's, don't want I don't want to leave my house those I, two days. My uh climate change sad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs>